Welcome to this week's episode of the 12 Squared Podcast. Today's guest is Ishan Hiranandani. He's a crypto investor and we talked about his motivation to join crypto and make the world a better place for those who do not have self-custody of their funds. Welcome to this week's episode of the 12 Squared Podcast by Basenote. Today's guest is Ishan Harinadanani. He is a crypto aficionado and the current investor in DeFi, and I'm so glad that he is here with us. Ishan, welcome to the show. Thanks so much for having me, Felix. Excited to chat with you. So when we, we talked a little bit before the show, we talked a little bit about how you got into this crazy scene of crypto. And um, I, I got the feeling, you know, from having done multiple episodes um, like this, that the ways into crypto, the motivations behind um, going into crypto are so vast and so different across, you know, freelancers and, and, and other people. Um, so how did you get into this? What's your crypto story, so to say? Yeah, definitely. For me, I first heard of blockchain in uh, high school, but didn't really dive deep into it. But the motivation behind it started off when I heard that my grandparents, when they immigrated from Pakistan to India post-partition, they wanted to immigrate and take their money. So they went to the banks and asked, uh, can we have our money? We want to leave. But the bank said, no, you're not the right religion. And yeah. that's when I realized the importance of self-custody because they lost everything in the process of living in a, trying to live in a land that doesn't persecute their religion, that uh, treats them for who they are. And no yeah. one should have to go through that. And while it didn't strike me that blockchain was the right answer then, as I grew, I started seeing more similar scenarios. Farmers in Venezuela losing 10 to 20% of their money uh, every year due to hyperinflation. Or you see people across the globe who just don't have the same access to opportunity of investing in startups or getting the same uh, financial means because we're broken apart by this fragmented system. Uh, that divides us into countries and separates us when the internet makes the world kind of more global. Yeah, um, I think in the there, there are different worlds right now. Uh, there is one world in which you know countries countries exist and uh, which they basically say, okay, those are our rules, and in which you know they're very keen on enforcing those. And then there's also right now, I think, a parallel world. Of, of citizens just trying to engage in their normal business and they don't really care where they are and they don't really care who they do business with as long as they're trustworthy and they give a you know they offer something of value and i think that blockchain is just the, the best best way of um of, you know facilitating trade in the second world the latter world um so what are you doing currently in crypto yeah currently i'm investing at Jump Capital. So excited to be working at the and seeing the forefronts of DeFi and DAO infrastructure, especially in the Avalanche and Near ecosystems, and also building a bit on my own. So exploring the Solana ecosystem, Rust, Anchor. It's uh, been interesting to play around with that. Yeah, yeah, that's, uh, it's, it's very dynamic. 
it's it's very dynamic fields currently. So you you said you worked with with uh, like before the show we talked a little bit and you said you worked with uh, PayPal crypto, uh, also Ava Labs. What 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 did you what did you do there? Yeah, uh, so worked mostly in product at PayPal Crypto and Avalabs. And at PayPal Crypto, we were working on a digital identity product uh, just to make user experience more seamless. Uh, can't talk about that too much. But at Avalabs, most of my work was centered around Avalanche Rush, which is the liquidity incentive mining program. So you've probably seen a uh, huge influx of talent and knowledge and just uh, headspace around Avalanche, the ecosystem. And yeah. so we were working on the marketing side of that. Cool. So that's kind of your, your job part. Um, but I would, I would also um, make the distinction that, you know, blockchain enables us to use it in, in the, both in the professional way and also in the, in the you know, I, don't, I would say private way or whatever. Um, so how do you how do you use crypto in your in your private life in your daily life? Do you invest or do you receive, for example, payments in it? What's uh, what's how what's the use case for you? Yeah, yeah, definitely. I'm sort of a, a DeFi DeChain when it comes to blockchain, uh, just because there's so many uh, so many new financial innovations happening, right? Uh, I mean, flash loans, perpetual futures. Uh, none of these were available uh, or even existed until a few years ago. So I love exploring these on a lot of different chains. Most recently, I've been playing around with Drift Protocol on Solana, which mm -hmm. is a, per uh, a perpetual futures market. And so finding arbitrages between uh, funding rates uh, and leading to delta neutral strategies, is it's like a fun game to play around with. Yeah, so so you basically use it in your daily life to 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 invest. Uh, uh, I would say, um, is there is there any uh, like how many like different? You don't have to disclose like how what what are you holding? But like how many different coins are you holding at a at a certain time? Oh, that's that's hard. Uh, maybe at least thirty, probably less than fifty. Wow. Uh, spread across many chains. Spread across many chains, um, also many exchanges, or how do you, you said self-custody at one point, that, you know, that, how do you, how do you, um, first of all, store them? How do you keep track of everything? Yeah, yeah, it's honestly quite a pain. I do believe in self-custody, but uh, personally do use Coinbase as a uh, fiat on-ramp, and yeah. especially when trading small amounts, it doesn't make sense to pay Ethereum gas fees. Uh, but other than that, have wallets across MetaMask, Polygon, Avalanche, Solana, Near, recently something called Moon River. Uh, and it's, I, I don't say I have the best system to manage all of the things I play around with, but uh, I have an Excel spreadsheet and every few months or so I'll say, hey, market's been good let me uh i should really keep track of what i'm doing uh so yeah. it's an excuse to look at all of my uh assets see uh, what's done well what's not and just rethink uh, what's the future of DeFi. yeah yeah but you don't have a, like in like a um i would say um like a real-time um real-time account 
you know, balance or anything like that, right? No, what I found is that most of the products out there aren't very good because uh, A, they don't track across many chains like I have, and B, uh, it only tracks what's in your wallet, but say you're interacting with a perp platform, a perpetual futures platform, mm -hmm. it won't be able to see uh, what you've deposited in there or sometimes uh, LP tokens don't always show up, which is kind of confusing. Uh, so I, I haven't found a good solution just yet. Yeah, I mean, we're, we're based on, we're obviously um, trying to solve exactly those, those issues, um, especially real-time uh, real balances and everything like that. That's, that's kind of a vital, uh, vital part of our offering. Um, you are, somebody like you strike me as somebody who has deep knowledge in, in in crypto and you know exactly what you're doing uh how did you how did you accumulate that knowledge um or would also like like for our listeners what could they do to just accumulate that knowledge yeah yeah i think there's uh i mean i wouldn't say i'm an expert by any means but i think there's two main ways that uh i and most of my friends have gone about learning about crypto uh so the first is definitely going to be uh, your standard reading about protocols just because it's fun talking with people. But while I think that's important, I think uh, it should honestly come second. And what most people should be doing is saying, okay, take $100, $1,000 and start and uh, yeah, start a wallet and just start playing around with different DeFi dApps. And if you ever don't understand anything, there's uh, documentation to help you. There's discords that you can ask a bunch of random questions in. No one cares if you're asking stupid questions in Discord because we're all here to build a new financial system. Uh, one or two small stupid questions is not going to, is not going to hurt along the way. So but, yeah, get active. It's not going to bring the whole thing down. Yeah, um, <laughs> exactly. I definitely, I definitely agree. Um, that's that's usually how what I what I also say. Like tell my friends, uh, it's you know get 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 some crypto and then see how you're, uh, you know how now with skin in the game, how fast your learning is because it might seem pretty daunting, uh, like a daunting task in the beginning to just you know get you know, that knowledge, understand the terminology at times and stuff like that. But I think once you have skin in the game, um, your, your learning gets, gets like so accelerated. So I found that, I found that fascinating. Um, I want to pick up on something you just said, the new financial system. Um, mm -hmm. And this is also motivation why I got into crypto, um, more from the philosophical side, more into uh, seeing the seeing the, um, you know, deficiencies of a, of a, of the current monetary system. Um, what do you think is, is the potential of crypto when it comes to the, um, to the monetary system? How can it, uh, empower just the general public and also which groups are especially empowered? Like, you know, we're talking about the unbanked or et cetera. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, again, I think there's many sides to this and, happy to talk about the underbanked that's the reason why i got into crypto is that uh i realized that not so many people don't have a bank account and i think it's something like on the order of two and a half billion yeah. but 
almost 2 billion of those people have a smartphone, have access to the internet. So with these new tools, why can't we give them the same access to undercollateralized loans, uh, to new opportunities uh, that are only available through the internet, like remote work, uh, that enables them to join this global financial system, like I was saying before, and enables every uh, enables them to compete on a more global level. Uh, one guy who I love to listen to, Balaji Srinivasan, he talks about a not just a global financial system, but a global education system where we distribute content virtually. Uh, people learn, and when everyone is allowed to learn the same material, the best people rise to the top and they innovate the quickest, the fastest without any sort of discrimination. And then when you need a task to be done, you open it to the general public and the people who are the hungriest, uh, who are often underlooked, people, uh, underbanked people in the Philippines, children in India, uh, people who don't have bank accounts in Africa, they step forward and they'll really surprise you. Yeah, that's, that's, I think that's, that's a beautiful vision. I think most people do not yet understand that you know, once we create this network, uh, the the latter network, you know, the latter world. I just I mentioned a couple of couple of minutes ago, and that we are on the brink of creating an environment, a, a global market, in which you know it doesn't matter where you're from or how you look like, uh, what you believe in. It's just that how how well suited are you uh, to give value to your fellow men uh, or women? And that's just that's just beautiful, in my opinion, um, and also. I, I would I would say it also gives a lot of power back, um, mm -hmm. a lot of power back to the individual. Uh, you talked about Venezuela. I think this is one of the most striking examples of the last couple of years. Um, just just giving giving the the person who is um, currently un, in trouble for, for no fault of their own, uh, giving them a little more agency, dignity. I think that's that's an important one. Completely. That's. That's, I, I guess, the, you know, I don't have to ask the question, which I usually like to ask, like, what's your vision? Because I think we outlined the vision pretty <laughs> clearly. Pretty yeah, clearly. yeah. Um, so tell us a little bit, um, you know, before, before we, we wrap this episode up, um, first of all, about the projects that you're most excited about. Mm -hmm. um, and then our listeners, where to find you? Okay, definitely. So... The projects I'm most excited about by far are under collateralized loans. Uh, so when you think about under collateralized loans, it's actually a, a pretty difficult problem because everyone is pseudonymous and they can run off with money. Yeah. Uh, and so a few projects that I'm looking at in the space are uh, ArcX, which is a digital identity platform. Uh, it tracks your reputation uh, in a single wallet over time mm -hmm. and that enables you to kind of grow a reputation and now you're not just staking uh, uh you're not just staking some money as collateral you're also staking your reputation and you can lose that uh if you decide to rug and under collateralized loan and a second project is actually called sentiment uh they're 
kind of in stealth right now, so I won't shed too much light on what they're doing, yes. but they're providing a new way to provide under collateralized loans. Cool, brilliant. So now, now to your person, where can people find you? Where can people also reach out to you if you can go online? Yeah, yeah, of course. Uh, you can find me constantly on Twitter. I'm at Ishan0x uh, on Twitter. Uh, always tweeting, always responding to people. Uh, my DMs are open, so happy to chat with anyone. That's great. That's great. We'll obviously link uh, link you there in the in the description below this video and also on the different podcasting platforms. Um, thank you so much for being here. Uh, this is such a. I would I would say at times um, we need this little bit of optimism uh, in our in our daily lives, and I think this this episode really. Um, got me very optimistic about the future of crypto and the financial system. So thank you for that. Uh, thank you for taking the time. And also thank you to our listeners and viewers um, for giving us their, uh, their time today. Next week, we'll be back with another very interesting uh, freelancer um, talking about crypto experiences. So everybody, awesome. thank you. Uh, thank you so much, a great time. Thank you so much. Have a great day. You too.